Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Serial Killers Cafe, episode 30. Um, and happy Friday. I'm your host, Stephanie, here with my co-host, Ariel. Hello, you lovely, lovely people. And happy Friday, happy 30th episode. We are super excited. We are definitely diving into someone super interesting today. Uh, Jerry Jerome Brutus, a.k.a. the Shoe Fetish Slayer, a.k.a. the Lust Killer, a.k.a. Super Slayer. I love that. (laughs) So, so fucked up. So, Ariel's actually going to start us off today. Um, But before we get started, let's chat about what we're drinking. So, I'm going to start with Ariel today. She's spicing it so, up. Um, for those of you who don't know, my husband is a war veteran, and uh, he obviously likes to support veteran-owned companies, as do I. Uh, so I am drinking, it's called Black Rifle Coffee. Interesting. I know. So it's actually super cool. Like, if you have a chance, guys, like, check out their YouTube thing. It's, it's comical. Um, they're, like, just these, like, big huge burly military guys who are like yeah guns and coffee um but they have a ton of funny videos and so their coffee is actually pretty good warning it's like super fucking strong i was gonna say it's got to be strong if it has a name like black rifle right so i remember when we first started dating and i tried it and i was like well i guess i don't have hair on my chest that's cool 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 um but like now that we've been together for a while i'm just like used to making coffee stronger and i'm just like man whatever um but so it's actually pretty good um so if you too want to support veterans please uh check this out because it's pretty good nice uh, what do you got going on steph uh yeah actually i am drinking coffee today what i know super rarity um but very simple just doing like plain old black lukewarm french vanilla flavored coffee you're so boring but okay <laughs> Um, that's just cause I don't drink coffee a lot. And I'm, and when I, the problem is with coffee, it's like my hair, like my hair is naturally curly guys, but I strain it cause it's easier for me to strain it than get it how I want it to be curly. And that's how I feel about my coffee. It's easier for me to have like a flavored tea that I don't have to put any effort in. Whereas my coffee, I need it like at a perfect, like flavor and consistency. And like, I want like the sugar to not be like stuck at the bottom. And like, like it just becomes an issue where I'm like, there's, I'm putting too much effort into this like perfection coffee cup. So I just don't drink it at all. Because so, guys, this is, like, a little comical, only because if you know Stephanie, you know that, like, she's, like, super laid back, like, not a lot of bothers. Her. I really she am. just, like, goes with the flow. But then she has, like, random weird-ass things that she's just, like, obsessive about. Like, yes. perfect coffee. It's it's so true. Like, horrible things could happen to me. And I'm like, you know, shit happens. Like, life throws your curveballs. We're all going to be fine. Like, to the point where people are concerned that, like, I don't have empathy at all. Right. And then there's other times where I'm like, my hair is so ugly curly right now. I'm going to rewash it and straighten it because that's how paranoid I am that I look ridiculous. And, like, honestly, I don't even wear makeup. I don't even own enough makeup to consider myself a makeup wearer. Like, it's just there. I do her makeup if she needs it. Yeah, like I don't, and I need it what twice a year, maybe for like yeah. a really nice date like, night with my husband or a wedding, <laughs> which was five, six years ago, Sky. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> I just there are it's and it's funny because people say that all the time. My therapist literally is like, "I love you so much because you're extra about the weirdest things ever," and I'm like, "Weirdest facts, hundred percent facts." <laughs> so anyway, Anyways. I'm drinking shitty lukewarm <laughs> French vanilla coffee today. <laughs> 
Um, but it's actually really good, and it, it's hitting the saw at the moment, so I'm going I mean, with it. whatever does it for you, man. Whatever does it for you. Yeah, so I'm going to have Ariel jump into uh, Jerry Brudos because, like we said, yeah. he's super. And So we have, when we create, like, our script so we can make sure we have everything and cover the points we want to talk about after we've done our research, I try and find a good picture of them. And this, oh this is, like, someone that you would literally be like, oh, my gosh, I am fearful for my life because we're, like, in the same store together. Like, he is yeah. so... And again, I, it's not like they show like cute pictures of them as kids. They just show the creepy picture of them in like a mugshot. But he is very, you can tell that like he has no remorse for what he does, literally based on his facial expression alone. Also, there's nothing else he could possibly be besides a serial killer. <laughs> like, <laughs> he'd go in for job interviews, they'd be like, sorry, you obviously can only be a serial killer. <laughs> He just, well, and that's, and I, like I said, I think the, it's definitely a problem because the media obviously portrays them as the terrible yeah. people they are. So the only pictures we can find are these like creepy ass pictures of these humans. <laughs> but we just want you to know, he's like, obviously we will post a picture on, please again, follow us on Facebook. I'm actually debating adding uh, a Facebook group. I honestly can't tell you the major difference between a group and a page apart from that people join a group like a page so yeah, I, but I was that. trying to look at different podcasts and different some podcasts do have groups but they're private I don't necessarily know if you have to make a group private or if anyone can join it so if you have any thoughts on that like do you enjoy the group aspect of things because it's like people I, I don't really know I the goal here is to be able to post our episodes as well on our Facebook, which I can link it now, but I'd love to make it a little more like personalized with a recording versus just like a copy and paste link. Um, so we'll be working on that in the next few weeks along with our website. So just like keep an eye out for a bunch of fun changes coming on because we're really trying mm -hmm. to like up our game and hopefully bring out some swag soon. Talk about some yes. stickers and decals with our logos wait. on it. So yeah, we're really excited. So anyway, let us know about how you feel about Facebook and please make sure you're following us on our Facebook, Instagram, because this is where we post like links to cool documentaries we find on YouTube and like pictures of our serial killers and facts about them, like handwritten letters we find on the Internet. So like lots of cool stuff happens there. Um, so please make sure you check it out. But anyway, I will let you get started, Ariel. <laughs> I digress. <laughs> OK, so Jerry Brudos was born in Webster, South Dakota. Um, so I guess he was the youngest of two boys and basically from the second he was born his mother made it super clear that she was not happy that he was a boy um, she already had a boy and she wanted a girl so I mean obviously there has to be more to it she, I feel like she had some sort of an illness or something but she basically would just like constantly subject him to emotional and physical abuse um, one of the things that she would do is she would dress him up as a girl and apparently this kind of stuck with him because from as early as the age of five, um, he used to like try to steal women's shoes and uh, clothes. So one time he even, uh, I guess he was for some reason playing in or near a dump uh, and found some shoes. Uh, so he like took them home and his mom found them and it was like not a good thing, which really she's the reason he was doing it, but like whatever. Right. Facts. Um, so he also, as he got older, had a fetish for women's underwear. Um, and he said he would steal underwear from like his female neighbors, like children. Um, 
and because of this and some other issues he did spend um part of his younger like teen years kind of in and out of psychiatric hospitals um he definitely wasn't set up for success like instantly his mom was like so you should be a girl i'm gonna pretend you're a girl and like that obviously was not healthy in the slightest and definitely like pretty much all of our serial killers like not a great home life not a great childhood upbringing and then like petty like starts with the petty crimes and like all the things and we end up here right so in his teenage years um he was actually reported as stalking women and then (laughs) i feel like this is more than stalking this is fucking assault but whatever they're like super casual about it and all the research they're like yeah he used to stalk women and then knock them down and choke them until they were unconscious um okay apparently he did this though guys so that he could steal their shoes just their shoes just go to a store and buy shoes maybe he didn't want to spend that much money I'd rather just like suffocate people until they pass out. Um, so when he was 17, he abducted and beat up a young woman, threatening to stab her um, if she did not like follow all of his demands for sexual favors. Uh, so he does end up being arrested for this and he goes back to a psychiatric hospital. So it turns out that a lot of his like sexual fantasies um, did revolve around his hatred. It says towards women, it obviously it was mostly like towards his mother, but that also made it women in general. Um, so he did undergo a psychiatric evaluation and was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Yeah. I don't know how they handled things. Like how do they handle schizophrenia in the fifties? Obviously they were not as advanced as we are as far as medication and therapy. Um, so because he gets institutionalized and gets some treatment, but he still ends up like graduating high school. Um, yeah. Like he, and- he pretty much does a lot of the things you wouldn't expect him to do. Like, right. So I'm not really sure like what they do for medication. I probably should look that up, but so um so he graduated from high school and only a few years later he um gets married it's to he doesn't say her name but she's a 17 year old girl which i know back then it was kind of normal to get married that young yeah for Um, sure and he has two children uh, and they actually end up settling in oregon again very Um, like doing normal things (laughs) right like graduated high school got married had children like so he does normal things but then throws in weird fucking shit like in his normal so one of the things guys is he would um it started out with asking his wife to do housework naked except for a pair of heels while he took pictures now obviously i know many husbands who would love for this to happen (laughs) you know like this is not like this is not like a crazy like serial killer thing however I think more because of like the shoe fetish and the pictures and all that. It's a little bit more than just like wanting to take sexy pictures of your wife. Um, So I guess when he, about this time when he got married, he started complaining um, of having headaches and blackouts. Uh, I don't know. Excuse me. I don't know how true they are because he says that, This is the best part. He says the only way to relieve these symptoms was to go around at night and steal shoes and undergarments from people. The only way. (laughs) That's the only thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't. Um. And you know, like in his mind, he probably was like, this is the only way. Like, I have to do this. This is all I right. have. Uh, and it even like later on when they um, are going through his stuff after he's caught, it he like kept a lot of the shoes and underwear um, from his victims. Like that was his like little trophy thing. Um, and in <laughs> all right, how is this not a big red flashing light? So he had like a garage that was his little man cave. Okay, fine. However he would not allow his wife to enter without first announcing her arrival via an intercom he had set up. Like a freaking intercom. He to hide the bodies, so. <laughs> like, I'm just, like, really busy. If you could give me, like, one minute, that would be great. <laughs> right. I can't. So, hi, Kira. My other dog's in here, and she's so cute, guys. Oh, my God. I'll post a picture of both of them later. Um, okay. So, so if you want to talk about his, uh, victims. Yeah. So this is like a really small window of time. So basically between like 1968 and 1969, he like bludgeons and strangles four women and attempts to attack two others. So I'm going to go over the four, well, the sixth woman here, um, for you. So the first victim was Linda Slauson. She was 19 years old and was actually a door-to-door encyclopedia saleswoman. Which, like, first of all, I feel like I remember seeing people like this in movies. Like, who knock yes. on the door and, like, would you like A? Mm-hmm. I have A. Like, <laughs> oh, my God, you're looking for tea? I've got it. Like, I think it was I in a Friends it. episode, and, like, Joey bought all of that. He, like, got sold by the salesman and bought, like, the... He could only afford one, so he bought, like, Z, and then tried to bring it up in conversation, like, anything that had to do with Z in the encyclopedia. <laughs> and when they, like, migrate topics, he'd be like, I only have Z. <laughs> so... <laughs> It was a really good episode. Like he picks Z out of everything. I feel like it, it might not have been Z, but I feel like it was a random letter just because it's Joey. Like, that's his personality. Right. So, she knocks on the door. in Janu- This is in January of 1968. He lures her to the basement while his, while his, like, mother and children were in his house. Knocks her out with a wooden plank and strangles her. Okay? Like, super cash. Does not even care that he has other people in the home. Nothing. Dresses her in different female clothes. Like, changes her underwear, her bra, and shoes that he had stolen. Arranges her body in, like, super provocative poses. And then uses a hacksaw to cut off her left foot, which she keeps in a freezer. And uses to model. I know you can't see me, but I'm showing a model hand right now. Um, Collection of high heel shoes. And then he disposes of the body in Willamette River. What the actual fuck? There are so many things wrong with... There's so many things going on in such a short period of time. And there's other people in the home, which extra blows my mind. That, like... Like, first of all, my kids don't let me pee by myself. So I can't imagine, like, not coming downstairs and and being like, Mom, what are you doing? Hacking a body down here? Like, I can't get privacy if I paid them each $50 for one whole minute. Like, it's just not a thing. I can't tell you how many times Errol and I have edited an episode because I've said, please don't come in. And 20 minutes in, they come in. Like, I just, privacy is not a thing. I'm I'm more mind blown that he gets all this privacy to do these things. (laughs) So he's like, how do I get this? (laughs) Like, I just, and like, his mother wasn't like, like, hey, what you doing with the hacksaw down there? Like, nothing, no questions. Well, and his wife doesn't, like, question. Okay, so you're sitting at home, and your husband walks in with another woman. He's like, we're just going to be in the basement. Don't mind us. 
what yeah did they not see her like people are loud and again why would i i'm very i'm very intrigued to know how he lured her because he seemed to do it so casually that she went with it i think it was just was he like oh my wallet's down here in the basement for me to buy your set of encyclopedias like i'm just you were just more trusting that's like now if someone came to my door some people are still too trusting let's just throw that out there yeah but still like even think about it like say hypothetically i'm going to her door which i never would because you know serial killers but <laughs> right. hypothetically i am and he's like oh my god i'm totally interested i'll buy all of your stuff just come on into my basement the fuck casual goodbye yeah no thank you so there's that um yeah, so that's that's two. victim number one victim number two is karen Sp- Sprinkler. Okay, I thought that said Sprinkler. I thought it said Sprinkler, too. Um, she was 18 years old and was abducted at gunpoint from a parking lot outside a department store in May of 1968. So, four months later. Um, Brutus was actually dressed. He was wearing women's clothing during this attack. Brought her to his garage. Made her try on his collection of undergarments, which is so gross. Ew. And posed while he photographed, photographed her. <laughs> Raped her and strangled her by hanging her by her neck from a pulley. Now, hold on. I have to interrupt you, Seth, because if you guys take a look at his picture, <laughs> he is not... How do I say this? He is not built like he could pull off women's clothing. Like, I'm just picturing him in, like, this big old muumuu dress and heels. Because <clears throat> he is, like, a super large, imposing man. Um, so I just think it's so funny that he's, like, walking around dressed up like a woman and people, like, not even questioning it. Yeah, like, he wouldn't pull it off well. No, at all. And, like, his face is not very feminine. Like, it would just be very difficult. But. Right. So he has sex with her body on several occasions after he's hung her. And then cuts off her breasts to make plastic molds. So, like, in my mind, every time I read on these, I'm like, so he is, like, literally building a body. Like, he's building, like, mold. He's so, like, Buffalo Bill. Crazy. Then he ties the body to a six-cylinder car engine with a nylon cord and throws it in the same river. Okay. All right. Victim number three. Jane Susan Whitney, 23 years old, a motorist whose car broke down on Interstate 5 between Salem and Albany in New York, in, in New York, in November oh, okay. of 1968. He offers to drive her home. Yeah, no, he offers to drive her to his home and with the excuse of being like, well, my house isn't far. You can just call the tow truck there. So while still in the car, he strangles her with a leather strap and rapes her when she dies. Now, first of all, like, gets her in the car and, like, literally one minute later is like, so I lied. You're going to die. Good life. Um, cuts off one of her breasts and makes a resin mold of it that he uses as a paperweight, guys. A paperweight. Like, <laughs> sitting in his office. What? A paperweight at his house. He then ties the body to a piece of a railroad iron, throws it in the Willamette River, along with Slauson, who's like his first victim's foot oh that he had been because it rotted. Because he's obviously well, not. Yeah, it's a body part. Then there's Sharon Wood. She's 24. He, ab- he attempts to abduct her at gunpoint from the basement floor of a parking garage in Portland in April. Unsuccessful. Uh, then there's Gloria Jean Smith, oh, 15. Also, literally the next day, okay, the next day, April 22nd, 1969, oh attempts to abduct her, fails. 
Then we have Linda Saley, who is 22, abducted from a shopping mall parking lot on April 23rd. So he is, like, clearly pissed that these, like, attempted abductions are not right. working because he is like, I will do this every day until I get someone. Right. Brought her to his garage, raped her and strangled her, played with her corpse, decided not to cut off her breasts because they were, quote-unquote, too pink, and instead drove an electrical current through the body in an attempt to make it jump, which apparently failed. Then tied her body to the car transmission with a nylon cord and threw it in the same river. So clearly we know he doesn't care if one body was found because he must have done a good enough job of letting them all sink because obviously, yeah. in the, and it's also a short amount of time. So even if they were to float, sometimes it can take a while. So like he clearly right. knew like what he was doing in that regard. So those are his Ew, six victims. I'm like so sickened by this. Yeah. So, do you want to talk about his incarceration and death, and then I'll run. It, I'll head into fun facts. Yes. Um. So, this guy is such a fucking weirdo. Okay. Um. So, fun fact: after he no. would murder someone and throw oh, them yeah. in the river, he would dress up in high heels uh, and masturbate while standing on the river. Yeah. So that's freaking weird. Um. Okay. So. In May, which was only, I mean, less than a month yeah. after he did this, a fisherman found um, two of the bodies. <clears throat> they had actually traveled downriver to the Long Tom River. But so the police uh, obviously were notified. And they kind of, it was near a university. So they kind of just went around asking like, hey, have you seen any suspicious men around? Blah, blah, blah. Um, one of the university students actually led them to Brudos. Um, so apparently he had um, tried to ask her out several times. And she was just like, no, dude, like I'm good. So um, when so police did get in touch with him but he gave them a false address which obviously made them be like all right you're lying about something why are you giving us false information he's like god gotta clean so, up my garage i'm sorry yeah so they end up finding like his real address and at the garage police find copper wire that apparently they determined had been used um uh it was cut with the same tool, I'm sorry, that the cords that tied the bodies to the car parts were also used, which, like, I don't know how you figure that out, but okay. Um, That's why they work for them and we don't. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So at that point, Brutus was, like, immediately arrested and was just like, yep, I did it. Yeah. He, like, didn't Sometimes even... Sometimes I wonder if they want to get... Like, you, as we've talked about, and actually a lot of probably, like, TV shows that profile serial killer stuff talk about, say they want them... Like, a lot of serial killers want to get caught because they want the fame of, like, right. being such a good serial killer or whatever. Um, so, okay, he just, you know, confesses. And literally a month later, he pled guilty to um, three first-degree murder charges. Uh, and he was sentenced to three consecutive terms of life in prison, imprisonment. So, I guess he did confess to Sloss. Slawson's murder. Sorry, guys. Um, who that was that first one. Um, however, he wasn't tried or convicted for it um, because <laughs> because this one he didn't um, like take photographs of the body like in the other cases. He only had her foot, which we know he threw into the river. Uh, whatever. I mean, that's ridiculous. But I'm whatever. Um, and then. 
a month after his conviction, um, Whitney's body was actually found <clears throat> about a mile away from where he had thrown it in. So, and so while he is imprisoned, he like is collecting women's shoe catalogs in his cell. And he would write to like big clothing companies, um, asking them, oh my God, asking them for like catalogs and pictures. And, and this is so strange. I like can't even wrap my brain around this. Uh, and he basically like when interviewed would claim that this was a substitute for pornography, like literally just looking at pictures of shoes. Yeah. I, okay. Um, so he does try um, to appeal his conviction multiple times, actually. And it, <laughs> this is the best part, because in one of them, he says that just because there's a photograph of his victim's corpse, it did not prove his guilt. Maybe he just likes taking pictures with dead people, okay? Yeah, he said it was because it was not the body of the person he was convicted of killing. So, oh my God. Loophole. Body, though. <laughs> loophole. Yeah. So, but the pro war was like, yeah, nice try. You were never getting out of prison. So, and that like, wasn't until 1995. Cool. So he literally appealed for like years and years. And finally they were yeah. like, please stop. We were not letting you out. Right. <laughs> like just save your time now. Um, and so he actually ends up dying in prison. Thankfully, he's not like one of the other ones we've covered where they're like, yeah, you can be released. Yeah. Uh, March 26th, I mean, I'm sorry, March 28th of 2006, but he dies of liver cancer, which I kind of love because I feel like that's probably a really painful way to go. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. But I mean, so he spends almost 40 years in prison. Yeah. So, like, that's pretty good. And they didn't let him out because he changed his behavior. Right. This is not one of those where I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, this all could have been avoided. Like, he obviously he's schizophrenic and he had some weird tendencies, but it's not like this went on for years and years or he got caught. And, they and he was also him. very good at maintaining his day to day life. Like he right. got married, he had kids, he graduated high school, like he did all these normal things. So like right. even most of our circulars don't make it through grade school or if any of them even make it through high school. So the fact that he yeah. like graduated, got married, had kids, had a house, like these are a lot right. of things that most of the other circulars we've covered you know, don't have, but then there are right. serial killers that have all of that. Also, so I know Steph's going to talk about fun facts, and I just want to point out that I'm super smart um, because when you were talking about it earlier, you know, how he was, like, trying to make a woman body. Um, so it turns out that the guy who played Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs actually based part of his performance on Brudos. So I was right. <laughs> Also, if you guys haven't watched that movie, watch it because it's amazing. Yeah. So fun facts. So there's a book called The Lust Killer, and it's actually by a crime writer. Her name is Anne Rule. Um, And he is the the subject of the book. I don't know. Oh, I think she did. Um, there's that, then there's, so there's actually a lot of like pop culture references um, because of the type, uh, because of him being the serial killer he was. He was actually. Uh, used and portrayed in like tons of different pop culture references. So the American band uh, Macabre made a song about him called titled The Fatal Foot Fetish and it's actually featured on their 2003 album Murder Metal. 
Um, an American deathcore band by the name of Through the Eyes of the Dead uses a quote by him at the end of the song True is Shade of Crimson that's in their 20, 2005 release Bloodlust. John Waters' 1981 movie Poltergeist, the film, obviously, portrays a disturbed teenager named Dexter Fishpaw with a serial foot-stomping fetish. And so they say they, like, took pieces of Brutus and, like, who he was to put into that movie. Um, Brutus is also portrayed by actor Happy Anderson in the Netflix original series Mindhunter, season one, episodes seven and eight. Aaron and I watch, rewatch them. Guys, Mindhunter is so good. So good. So oh you all know by now that I like Criminal Minds and I'm rewatching it, but Mindhunter's like how a Criminal Minds came to be. If you haven't watched yes. it, it's like how that became like how like, like an, a, a na- yes, correct. So it's super interesting. And the actor who's like the young detective in there is such, he's so good. It's I just, love him. it's so good. 10 out of 10 recommend guys. Yes. And then actor Ted Levine based part of his performance in Silence of the Lambs on Jerry Brutus. That's what I just said. I know, but I'm adding, I just, I'm going in the list. I don't want to miss anything. So, as Ariel said. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just, I mean, we definitely see and discuss and research a lot of serial killers. um, But it was just interesting that there were so many pop culture references for Jerry Brudos. um, Because usually we'll see, like, some here and some there. Um, You know, like, oh, there was one episode on 48 Hours. But this guy, like is like constantly portrayed in different things because of the type of serial killer he was. So that's it. That's all we have for today, guys. Sweet. Happy Friday. Don't have nightmares about Jerry Brudos. Cutting off your feet. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you have any shoe magazines, unfortunately he has passed away. But can you imagine how many people like probably send him those magazines? Oh my God. Like weird fans, like who, weird like- fans who were like, oh yeah, for sure absolutely so anyway guys that's it happy friday happy episode 30 yes thanks for listening thanks for listening like rate us follow us uh suggestions comments concerns we're open to all of it so uh yeah that's all we have for today hope you have a great rest of your friday folks bye everyone